Okay, so we're going to continue um, with our series on exploring Amuna. Uh, today, this week is Parsha's Vayishlach, so we're going to find the aside from this Parsha uh, that is Nagei Amuna. This is uh, a piece from the Mayan Beis Hashoeva, which is Rav Shimon Schwab's classic Sefer on Chumash. And the Pasuk says at the beginning of the Parsha, Vayira Yaakov Ma'id Vayetzer Lai. Yaakov Avinu was extremely nervous. He was very scared, and it was um, hard for him. It was very difficult for him. And Rashi says, of course, and we'll see in a second, the difference between Vayira and Yitzchak, the God of my father Avram and of my father Yitzchak, Hatsileni na. Miyad achim miyad esav, save me, please, from the hands of my brother, from my, the hands of esav, ki yare anoichi esav, etc. Because I'm afraid of him. This is when they were having an encounter, um, esav and Yaakov, and Yaakov Avinu uh, feared for his life that perhaps esav would kill him. Rashi says, Vayira Yaakov Pirish Rashi, Shema Yehareg. He was afraid that he might get killed. He was afraid of dying, which is an understandable thing. I would also be afraid of dying, right? If you're being attacked by Esau and 400 people, an army of 400, so the likelihood of surviving that is, 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 is very slim. It's an interesting uh, say that I, I saw this week from uh, the Maril Diskin. Rabbi Shulay Diskin says that the Malachim tell Yaakov Avinu that there are 400 people coming uh, with Esav to attack. And then when they actually come to attack, it says, Vayisa Yaakov Eina Vayar, Yaakov lifts his eyes and he sees Esav coming, and with him 400 men. Well, what's the Chiddush? The Malach already told him that there were 400 men. So the Maril Diskin says that he was able, he knew that the number was 400, but that Yaakov had the ability to see something and immediately know the number by himself. Meaning, he didn't have to count. If, we, if, I, have, if I, let's say, want to count how many people are in this room right now, I could, give a, I could give a guesstimate, but I wouldn't be able to know for sure unless I actually said, I wouldn't know. But there are people that are able to just look at a room and be able to immediately see and tell you how many people there are. Even not only a room of this size, but they'd be able to go, let's say, to a baseball game with uh, 50,000 people and give you the exact number of people that are there. And so he says, Yaakov Avinu had this ability to see the 400 men and to know immediately that there were 400 men. It's, a, it's like a very high level of of, of Seichel. And the reason why this was interesting to me is because Rabbi Yishuleib Diskin, who wrote, who said this vart, he himself was known to have this unique ability to be able to see something and know exactly how many, uh, h- how many things were involved. The, the classic story that's told is that um, he would be able to go and see a tree see a tree with uh, 10,553 leaves on it, and you'd be able to look at it without counting, just look at the tree and tell you exactly how many leaves there were. 
So you might ask me, no, who, who's going to say that he was wrong, right? If he says that number, that, how you, so, so let's use our Gemara cup. How would you be able to test that? Ah, very good. You take, get the number, write it down, and then tell him to take a walk around the block. In the meantime, you take down 25, 30 leaves from the tree, and then ask him to tell you the number again and see if that would be the same number minus that number of leaves. Very good. So... Um, you could, you could look like you, you're proud of yourself. Okay, so, so anyway, that's, uh, so it's, I was, that's why I, I liked the Vart a lot, because it was a Hua Yaimer Vart, Rabbi Leib Diskin, who had that ability himself, he says this Vart about Yaakov Avinu, about the 400 men. I happened to have um, then stumbled upon the fact that of Steinemann himself in, in his Sefer, Ayala Sashachar, says the same Ha'ara that Rabbi Shuleb Diskin says this Vard, and he himself had that Kayach. So I was very uh, happy to have been Machavin to Rav Steinman. Anyway, but let's see what Rav Schwab says. Rav Schwab says that Yaakovina was afraid, Shema Yehareg, that lest he be killed. Vitzarach Bir, Rav Schwab asks, Lama Hayu Yaakov Yare? Why was Yaakov so nervous? We know that tzaddikim are not supposed to be afraid. Tzaddikim are not supposed to be nervous. As Chazal proved from a pasuk in Yeshaya, pachtu Those who are nervous in Zion are sinners. Only sinners get nervous. But Sadiqim, they're not nervous. They're they're always chill. They're always they always have a muna. They have bitachim. They're not scared. So how could you say about Yaakov Avinu was the greatest tzaddik ever that by Yira Yaakov that he was afraid maybe he would be killed? And don't say that he was he wasn't afraid of getting killed. He was afraid of the sin that he might have, which would um, make him vulnerable to, ha- to, to getting killed. Shari Amr B'tfilase, he said, Mefurish, ki yare anayche I'm afraid of him, meaning, I'm afraid of Esav. He was afraid of Esav. So that's Rav Schwab's question, and the answer is going to really, I think, reveal a lot about the nature of Amunah, it's similar in a way to something that we had learned uh, during Elul, maybe it was even one of the first Vadin that we had this year, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's good Chazara. The Nira, Sir Schwab says that I think the Pshat is, whenever you see a word Venira, it means that this is Rav Schwab's own Chiddush. So he says, Shebe'emes, the truth is that Teva Ha'adam li Pachei Me'asakana. Human nature is to be afraid. If somebody is, is in mortal danger, if your life is chas v'shalom, you know, on the line, you, you, get da- you get nervous. That's just a natural, that's not something that, it's not a from thing versus not a from thing. It's just reality. If I'm a human being, I'm going to be nervous. So if somebody's about to get mugged, if somebody's about to, if, somebody, if you hear somebody like Chas Hashem breaking into your dorm, into your house, you get scared. That's a very human thing. Tzadikim are also human. Tzadikim also are afraid of Sakana. Elashat Tzadikim Shoifchem Siach Lefnei Akadosh Baruch The difference is that 
if you're not a tzaddik and you're afraid of something happening, so you have no way out. There is no, there is no way to calm yourself down until the sakana passes. Meaning, once, uh, once the threat leaves, so then now I could get chilled again. But as long as there is this looming threat, I'm going to be nervous. A tzaddik has a coping mechanism that regular people do not have. What is a tzaddik's coping mechanism? That a tzaddik pours out his heart before HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be saved. After you daven, now you have confidence that Hashem heard my voice. That's how a tzaddik operates. Meaning a tzaddik is not immune to being afraid. A tzaddik is a human being. You could be the biggest tzaddik in the world, but if there is a... If there's something, you know, Rav Huttner was on a, was in 1970, I believe it was, Rav Huttner was on a, on an airline that was hijacked, very famous uh, by a terrorist group called Black September, um, and it was a very, very frightening time in, 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 in the terror world, because Rav Huttner was a leading Rosh Hashiva, was a leading Gadol, and he was on a tarmac, a hot tarmac, somewhere in in Jordan, and and the terrorists knew that they had a very big, um, a very big rabbi on their plane. They hopped what was going on, and uh, and everybody thought that that was it. Uh, you know, it was they had no they had, they had no air conditioning on the plane. The plane was just like sitting on the tarmac for weeks. I don't think they had a, I don't think they had a bathroom. Like we had a taste of that today for. Uh, you know, for, for a day, what it's like to not have a bathroom. But imagine being on an airplane and not having a bathroom, not just for a few hours, but for, for weeks at a time. It's, it's quite, quite horrible. And the food, they had some food, whatever, but very schwach. And um, Ruf Huttner was on the plane. His son-in-law and daughter were on the plane. Um, and then a few of his Talmidim, one of my Rabbeim, who was his ta- a very close Talmud, was on the plane. And this Talmud, who uh, this Rebbe of mine, who was on the plane, used to he. They, no one really talks too much about what happened on the flight. Uh, we do have a picture um, in uh, in great Jewish photographs. I put a picture of Rav Huttner learning on the plane with his son-in-law. There's, it's a little grainy, but it's a, a picture of you could see if you look carefully. That's Rav Huttner on the plane. I think he was learning Achiezer, which was a Chaimaizer's Chuvas Farim. They happened to have had a safer on the plane. They were learning together. But it was very scary. It's a, it was a scary time. The fact that Rav Huttner was a Gadol did not make it easy for him. He, he was very panicked. He was very scared. And that's, that's well documented. That's understood. The difference is that a, a tzaddik has the ability then, after you have that initial fear, you could daven. And the davening, if you're davening in a right way, the davening is able to soothe the tzaddik and make him feel, Hashem listened to me and now all is going to be good. So there is an initial fright, then you daven, and then you're supposed to feel a sort of uh, a semblance of, of calmness, of serenity. And then after you daven, now there shouldn't be any trace of fear. 
And we find the same thing by David HaMelech. Shepasach Tfilosai, he started his Tfilah by saying, Rafaini Hashem, ki nevhalu atzamay, heal me Hashem, because um, my, uh, my, uh, my, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, I'm nival, I'm, I'm scared. And my soul is very frightened. So we see that the initial, the initial reaction of David Melch when he was sick is that you have to save me, you have to heal me, I'm scared. But in the end, Now all sinners will stay away from me because Hashem has heard the sound of my cries. Shema Hashem Tchinasi, Hashem Tvilasi Yikach Hashem. You should listen to my Tchinas, to my prayers, my supplications, and you should accept my Tvila. So we see very clearly, says Rav Schwab, that David HaMelech shows us, as he always does, the way, the, the two steps of a tzaddik's reaction to Sakana and how he deals with it. We are afraid. That's human. It's normal to be afraid. It's not a lack of itachin or a lack of amuna. If you're nervous by a situation, you're a human being. Human beings are, are naturally scared. But after you're afraid, what do you do? How do you react? So somebody that doesn't have a safer tillum to take out and to start davening and to cry, they, they go crazy. They have no, no way of dealing with it. I have to, you know, I'm nervous. This is happening. And how do you... But somebody that's a... A from Yid, that's a tzaddik that understands that he has a God. So then that person has a way of dealing with his fear. He doesn't just allow the fear to fester and to make himself crazy by the fear until he has a nervous breakdown. A tzaddik is able to take out a tilim or take out a sitter, daven, cry Tashem, and when he cries, then he's able to, he should be able to feel a sense of relaxation. Hashem heard my cry, and now I'm, I'm in Hashem's hands. That's why by the davening, when he davened, Yaakov says, He was honest. I'm afraid of Esau. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. I am a human being, and I'm afraid. He was afraid that he would get killed. That was normal. But the greatness of Yaakov wasn't that, oh, he doesn't get afraid. He did get afraid. Why was he, what was so great about Yaakov? That then he would have bitachen in Hashem. And now he brings a beautiful proof to this. What does Yaakov do? After this, after this davening to Hashem, he goes back alone at night. He goes over like a bridge to another town because he forgot Pachim Ketanim. He left over some little jugs, some little, uh, little, uh, little stuff that was very, very, uh, it was very, uh, it was cheap stuff. It wasn't things that were very expensive. Rashi says that tzaddikim, their money is so valuable to them that they don't even, you know, they don't, uh, they don't just forget about things. Like we would, we would, right? We, if you were, let's say, uh, let's say you stayed in a hotel and you forgot your toothbrush and you're already driving on the road. How many people would turn around and go back to get your, uh, your $4 toothbrush? And nobody, it's, just, it's, it's nothing. Yaakov Avino went back to get Pachin Ketanim because he valued the money uh, so much because he invested that money with his time. 
But anyway, he went back to get his pachim ketanim. Vegam kishenevak ish imai. And even when somebody was wrestling with him, that angel was wrestling, he didn't have fear anymore. And he prepared himself for this encounter with Esav. And now he was The reason why I wanted to learn this short piece with you tonight is because it's, it's a very, very important yisait if we're going through the sugya of emuna, Because emuna does not mean that I have to not be human. It doesn't mean, oh, I, I, I have emuna, I bitachen, so therefore, if I'm afraid, if I'm nervous about something, then that means that I don't have emuna. It's not true. Even great tzaddikim can be nervous about things. Rav Hutner on a plane was nervous about what, what's going on, what am I going to do? Um, and there are so many other examples of, uh, of different gedayim that have different, ish, different saras in life, and they're nervous. There are people that are constantly nervous, whether it's about health issues, whether it's about financial issues, whether it's, uh, you know, a lot of things could go wrong in life, and people get scared, people get nervous, and that's okay. But what do we do when we get nervous? When we get nervous, when things are not good for whatever reason, when things are problematic in our life, we have tsaris, big tsaris, small tsaris. So what do we do? So a person with amuna and a person with bitachin has a way to channel it. And that's the beauty of amuna and bitachin. Amuna and bitachin doesn't make us shielded from all tsaris. Tsaris come and Hashem wants us to feel the tsar. It's not that we're supposed to be immune from all pain because we have amuna. That's not the way it works. Emuna doesn't mean that we become uh, people that, that, are, that are above feelings and emotions. Emuna gives us the ability to deal with the emu- emotions once we have them. We're afraid. Okay, you feel the fear. You take it in. You absorb it. You understand that there is a tzara here. And now I have a way of dealing with it. What's my way of dealing with it? I throw it in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's hands. I, I say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, listen, I have a crisis. This is very bad. Things are not good. But I need you to help me. I have a muna in you, Hashem. I know that you exist. I know that you love me. I know that you care about me. I have bitachin, that you're going to be able to solve all problems in the way that's best for me and for the situation. And, right. and that's what I'm doing. See, a lot of times we forget that. A lot of times we have, we have issues that come up. And, and a lot of times we don't remember that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is an option. We think that, you know, oh my gosh, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to call this person, I have to you know, speak to that person, I have to pull this string, pull that string, get, you know, use this protection, that protection. And then like, oh yeah, there's a God also. All right, I'll ask Hashem as well. There's a Gemara that Rebellion Lapian used to always uh, quote. The Gemara says like this, that there are two people, Shnayim Sha two people have the same exact medical condition, and they both go into a hospital bed, let's say in the same hospital room. They have the same condition, they came in the same day, they have the same doctor, the same nurses, same medication, one of them survives, 
and walks out of the hospital, one of them dies in the hospital. Or another case, says the Gemara, there's two people that are supposed to be hanged. They go up to the, um, to be, to, to be, uh, to the gallows. And they had the same exact lawyer, they had the same exact uh, judgment, they were the same judge, the same, they, they were tried for the same exact case. They were partners in crime and they did something terrible and they both have a noose around their neck. One of them gets a reprieve at the last minute, all of a sudden the governor, the president, you know, calls and stops and the guy walks off of the gallows and he's free to go. And the other guy, he dies. Why is it, says the Gemara, that one of them survives and one of them doesn't? And the Gemara says, Zeo shemispalel nene, that one of them davened and he was answered and the other one didn't daven and he wasn't answered. And the question is, what do you mean? They're both from people. They're both davening. So why is one of them saved? and one? They're both presumably davening. So if you see Rashi, Rashi says one word. Zel mispalel bikavana. One of them daven with kavana, and one of them didn't daven with kavana. The one that daven with kavana was saved. The one that didn't daven with kavana was not saved. So Rebellion Lapian says, "What do you mean? Why? Why? What was he thinking about? You didn't have kavana. Now you're you're hang, you're standing on gallows. There's literally a noose around your neck. If there's a time not to think about the ball game, it's now. You know what do you what are you not being? What does that mean? You don't have kavana." If you don't have Kavana then, when are you going to have Kavana? So he says a, an amazing bard. He says that, of course they both had Kavana. They both had Kavana. But there are two different attitudes about the Kayach of Tefillah. How, how much do you invest in your davening? What most people do is, if, let's say Chasasham, somebody is sick. So the first thing you do is you get a, a medical, you call like a medical reference uh, um, you know, place. There's like a very good place in Munster called Echo. You shouldn't know from it, but if you ever need it, it's like, a, it's like they have a good medical refer. So if you need a good uh, doctor in, in a certain field, you call them, they give you like the best doctor in Manhattan and California, wherever you need it. They know exactly who the best doctors are. That's, so I have the best doctor. I have the best hospital I got the best, uh, you know, the best uh, consultants. I have, uh, you know, all the things that, I'm, that, I'm, that I need, I have. And then as also I have Hashem, I'm going to daven as well. That's one way of, uh, that's, that's one attitude. The other attitude is, no, the number one thing that I have is I have my kayachat filah. I have my sitter, I have my tilim, I have my learning. I'm trusting in HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch is my, my, number one, my number one resort. Not the last resort, he's the first resort. But HaKadosh Baruch wants me to do Ishtadlis. So I, what's my Ishtadlis? I have to get a good doctor, I have to get a good hospital, I have to get good nurses, I have to, get, uh, you know, I have to eat the right thing, I have to take the right medication. But is my tefillah the first resort or the last resort? Ask yourself, like let's say you, know, you have a, you have a, a crisis that you're dealing with? Do you try to first do everything, you know, and then also, Agav, 
I think I'm going to daven also. That's a nice thing to do. Or is my davening the primary, the primary thing that I'm doing is davening. And everything else is just doing hishtadlis. But that's not... Sarbeli Lapian says that the person that survived on the gallows, he davened. The one that died on the gallows, he also davened. But the one that davened with kavana, you know what kavana means? Kavana doesn't mean that I'm shuffling really hard. Kavana means that I put everything that I have into my davening, and I believe that the Yeshua lies in the davening, in the tefillah. That's real amuna. that's bitachan, that I believe in God. God is the one that's the only power that's capable of saving me from the situation. Does that mean that I shouldn't go to a, a, a hospital and a doctor or a, a lawyer or a financial planner? Or, or some, no, of course, you have to do everything normal also. But the main thing that you're doing is davening. The kayach is primary. And everything else is secondary. The guy who died was still hoping that, that I'm going to get a reprieve that my lawyers are going to be able to do something, the doctors might be able to do something, maybe there's going to be an experimental drug that comes in. I'm thinking about the Teva, and I'm also, just to cover my bases, I'm davening, but the davening is not the thing of primary importance. It's, it's secondary. Somebody that has a Muna, a Yaakovino, you're, you're afraid. You're a human being, you're afraid, you're allowed to be afraid. That's not a Chisar Muna, it's not a Chisar Nebitachin. But now what do you do? Once you're afraid, what, what's the instinctive reaction? Do you start like doing, like Yaakov Inu did Ishtadlis also. He, he had Dairon, Tefillah, Bakasha. He had, he, had, he had things in his arsenal to do. But the main thing that he had was Hidavim. Emunam Bitochen means that I'm afraid. I'm owning up to the fact that I'm nervous. I'm scared of, of what the... It might be a midterm that I'm afraid of. It might be a, a parking ticket that I'm afraid of. It might be a, you know, a, a, a job that's, uh, you know, that I might be losing or a, an opportunity that might... I'm afraid of... I'm, I'm nervous about a situation. That's okay. But what do you do now that you're nervous? What's, where do you take that? The first thing that we have to learn as, as Maminim B'nai Maminim is to take out a sitter and to daven. Take out a sitter and daven. It's amazing. Sometimes, you know, you see, uh, you go to hospitals and sometimes people are pacing back and forth. And then sometimes you see, like, generally it's women, I think, but they're just sitting with their, with their tehillim and they're just davening, davening, davening. And that's, that's a beautiful thing to be able to channel your fear. You're not, by pacing, you're not accomplishing anything. You're just getting yourself crazier. By calling and, 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 and getting nervous and trying to do all, you know, whip up all of yourself into a frenzy, you're just getting yourself crazier. But if you're able to understand the Kayach of Tfil, that Akrish is waiting for our davening, and maybe, and not maybe, because we're davening, that will affect the situation in the, in the best way possible. That's a tremendous yisait in Amuna. Amuna means how do we react when we're in when we're in difficult situations? Do we get angry with Hashem? Do we get upset at the situation? Do we get you know throw up our hands and say you know life is terrible, or do we say no 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 life is good? Why am I in this situation? I have no idea, but there's a God in the world and I could tap into Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the Kol Yachol. He's able to improve any situation that he wants. He has is. He, he owns everything. He's in control of everything. He's in power. And, and I, I have nothing to fear because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with me. 
This is, I think, a, a primary say that we could take from this parasha, that Vayira Yaakov, Yaakov was afraid. That's normal, it's good. If Yaakov could be afraid, we could be afraid. It's not, it doesn't mean that we're not from if we get nervous by situations. But just like Yaakov Avinu was able to channel it into tefillah, David HaMelech took his fears and he channeled them into tefillah, that's how we should be. We have to learn how to utilize the most powerful force in the world, and that's davening. Davening is, there's nothing as great as davening. It's, it's, it soothes the person that's a maimon. It makes, you know that you're doing all you can when you're davening. And you're also able to, to change the reality on the ground when you daven. When you daven, you're able to, to affect change. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please help me. I need a shidduch. I need a parnasa. I need direction in my life. I need to make this decision. I don't know what to do. Help me. And when you take that sitter, I remember when I was in, in high school, so, I don't know, I was going through like a, a, difficult, a, a difficult patch of time. I don't remember what the situation was. But it was very difficult. It was stressful. And, and I couldn't wait till davening. I couldn't wait till mincha. And then I, after mincha was over, I couldn't wait for myriv. Because I felt like when I was davening that everything was good. When you're not davening, you feel like you're swimming in, in turmoil. Like, you're nervous. But like when you're davening, when you have that chance to connect with the Rabbeinu Shalom, just you and him, it provides like such a peace of mind. I wish I, I could say that I still have that same hargish as a child. I don't know if anyone else feels that. When you're, when you're a child, sometimes you feel like you're really tight with Hashem and you have that bond that like it's just you and him. Then when you get older, you start thinking, well, other people have it, and other people have it better, or whatever, and, and you lose that connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, unfortunately. But it's important to, like, revisit that child within and try to, try to tap into that Kayach of Tefillah and get close to Rabbi Hashem and understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, he loves us, he cares about us, he's waiting for our davening. And when we daven, we're able to, to, to harness that Kayach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of of the Kol Yachal in our lives, then we're able to then take any tzara that we have, and any, any fears that we might be experiencing, and, 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 and bring them and elevate them to a form of tefillah, and we will find that miraculously, suddenly, the situation will change. If nothing else, in the fact that we feel calmer just by davening, that itself is a Yeshua. But then amidst Hashem, that Yeshua will lead to other Yeshuas, and the, and the danger that is lurking will, Mitzah Hashem, be eliminated.